everyone. Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity Rewatch podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. And the reminder we always give, this isn't a spoiler-free podcast, so there could be things we mention about future episodes of the show that we just might cover in this podcast. It could happen because it's not spoiler-free. I am Melissa, and I'm here with my delectable co-host, Fish. No, that's unfortunate. That's another unfortunate word. I've Scrumptious given, yeah. and now Oh, my God. Huh? Okay, no, I'm hungry. You know guys. what I I'm think hungry. I was about to say? I think you're just hungry. That's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I will give you the, uh, the adjective for today. Um, I am your fading co-host fish well i guess that gives you all a sense of where we are right now as we head into this podcast for well for what episode you ask season three episode six one ball two strikes this one originally aired november 8th 2000 it was written by jj abrams it was directed by tony bill and here's the description noel tells richard that he knows what his secret is but he might not be as accurate as he thinks Sean learns that his medical condition is more serious than he realized. Elsewhere, Felicity asks Randy to confirm her story to Ben that nothing happened between them. And Elena has an embarrassing encounter with Finn. Tyra Banks guest stars. Embarrassing? Mm-hmm. That's that what they said. With? Okay. I think they went with the moment where he caught her like doing her nails and forgot about everything else that happened. Um, my God. Or my maybe goodness. her staring at him while he's sleeping. I don't know. I don't know. That was not an accurate description of what happened between those two characters. But yeah. nonetheless, there we are. But I do love Tyra Banks. I do. I love mm-hmm. her. Hmm. I don't love Noel though in this storyline. Don't love him. <laughs> You're getting a hint of where this is going. I am getting a hint of where this is going. But if I were to put a, you know, a scale of of loving it to not loving it, Noel is definitely a person I'm loving more than others. I don't know that I'm on board with what Noel's trying to do. <laughs> I'm not saying on board. I'm saying if there's a scale. There's a scale. There's not, a lot of people doing bad things. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh-huh. not the only one who is maybe crossing all the lines. Yeah. Like all the lines. There are lines being crossed here. Well, how do you want to, how do you want to cover it with this episode? I want to start with Javier's crunch. Yeah, let's do that. He's so, you know, as often happens, we're going to get a scene that starts with Javier talking about nonsense, but eventually is going to get to something <laughs> like that's the crux of the scene. But we're at Dean and DeLuca and Javier's just noting that he's pretty sure his humanities professor pr- professor has a crunch on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she makes a little sexy face at him. Whenever he's when she, whenever she says oral exam, that's what, yeah. that's what happens. Little sexy face. Yeah, but so who's he talking to though? You might be wondering. It's like, is it Felicity? Is it Ben? No, it's Noel. I know. Noel is. He's out to get some advice, and yeah. the one man he knows he can turn to that is into other dudes, uh, who hasn't recently made a pass at him, is mm-hmm. uh, Javier. I mean, he's married, you know, seems like a good guy to ask a question to. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. And Noel's going to frame it like a hypothetical. And I think what we've learned is that Noel and hypotheticals just ne- it, it, those conversations never end well, or that he was on the receiving end of the hypothetical scenario or the giving end as he is here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, he doesn't hide it very well, although. So he's, he's asking Javier, hypothetically speaking, right? If you found out that someone was gay, like a friend, but yeah but they were acting like they were straight and Javier's whole face lights up and he goes, oh, is it Benjamin? And no, no it's, it's not, not Benjamin. Benjamin. Yeah. Sadly um, for Javier. Javier um, immediately guesses the person on the second guess though, which is, is it? Oh, Richard. Obviously. Yeah. yeah clearly I mean, you mean Richard. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Javier comes down with a pretty clear answer on this. He's like, say nothing. Don't say anything to Richard. Say yeah. nothing at all. I mean, good advice, right? He's like, let him come out as he wants to in his own time. I think for the 90s or the early 2000s, this is advice that people needed to hear mm-hmm. <laughs> because there was a lot of outing. But then unfortunately... Javier goes a little further and actually gives Noel some language, which we know that never ends well. So he's but Javier nice. says, it like, if you're gonna nice say language. anything, it was nice, but Javier Javier yes, should have just not told know that Noel's Noel, gonna use it. Just so so your lips shut, don't say anything. Yeah, period. End lips, of sentence. Nope. Sh- no. Mm-mm. Your lips are like two glue sticks. Um no, he's like, if you're gonna say anything, just be like, I'm your friend, no matter what. Oh boy. Um, but let's not, let's not let that, uh, interfere with the original advice, which was say nothing. (laughs) So original advice, say nothing to Richard. Now, I also think maybe perhaps when he said, let him come out, of his own, uh, I can't remember exactly what he said, but some sort of large like walk-in closet smelling mm-hmm. of cedar. Mm-hmm. He probably also meant don't record that you think Richard's gay in Sean's documentary. It's really problematic that they're using the documentary device for so many very serious things. Like, yeah. unfortunately, that's the device they've been using. So they're trying to stay consistent with it. But there are just so many different scenes that it's like, this should never have been okay as footage people were capturing. It just, yeah. it just isn't. Um, and it's going to be a lot yeah. of stuff with this storyline. But in addition I mean, to other he things. Mentioned, him, he mentions Richard by name mm-hmm. to Sean in the next scene, which is documentary style. And the thing yeah. that seems to be upsetting Noel is not just his his utter fascination about Richard potentially being gay while shoving French fries in his mouth, um, but that he's pretending that he's straight. Yeah. That seems to be just getting under Noel's skin. Yeah, because Noel's pretty sure this is all a cover. So it's just like, stop trying to convince me. Just stop trying to be so overt about how straight you are when I know you're not like he, so, so this is, that's the crux of his interview here where it's like, I wasn't going to say anything, but then Richard started doing it again. He started doing the thing. And then we cut to Richard doing the thing, non-documentary. Yeah. And Richard's being Richard. He's being a horn, horn dog. 
it's talking about this hot girl and, you know, wants to get with her. And yeah, um, it's still being awkward. Yeah. And unfortunately, he's not going to, he's going to, I don't know how exactly his brain tabulated or absorbed Javier's advice, but he just ignores the don't say anything to Richard piece and just goes straight to, I'm your friend no matter what, which yeah. is a weird opener. It is. And Richard's <laughs> like, has the appropriate response. Yeah. And this is a sandwich no matter what. Yeah. I, what are I, you talking I, about? I'm with Richard. It was weird. Yeah. It's like nothing good's going to come after that. <laughs> what? What yeah. is happening? And then Noel just can't. He just, he's just like, I, I know you're gay. I just, I know. And I actually love Richard's response to this. He's not mad at the fact that Noel thinks he's gay. He's mad because he says, you know, you think I'm hiding something? You think I'm ashamed of who I am? I am the soulless devil, Richard. I rock. Like, eh. And then he runs away. I think it gets in a little. Like, I think think he's using some very, like, mm, the fact that he's hiding something. I'm hiding something you think I'm ashamed. It's like, this is what he's now doing. (laughs) Like, he has labeled this himself. And so he thinks he's doing this. But he's not. He's not upset that Noel thinks he's gay, which I appreciate. I don't know. I think he's upset in his own Richard way. I think that he's, yeah, I think he's, he's frustrated that everybody is getting in on this, but it starts here. I mean, here's the thing. Another theme, like a theme, if, if we're going for a theme of this episode last time, it was honesty. This time it's Richard leaving conversations in a huff. (laughs) Every time we have a Richard scene, he's just going to be like, oh, and then he's just going to leave the room. Um, Yeah. I actually started to really love it. So, I mean. I mean, he's not, he's not being treated well in these rooms. He's not being treated well in these rooms. And it plays a little differently than when Ben's leaving rooms, right? For some reason with Richard, it's like, oh, Richard left the room again. (laughs) (laughs) I was cracking up, to be honest with you. Um, and of course, yeah. I mean, Javier can't help himself. He like walks over and it just like hits Noel in the shoulder and is like, told you. Yeah. I mean, look, this is not how you do this. No. This is not how you do In this. fact, let's be very clear. Javier was very clear. Don't do this. Don't yeah. do anything. Yeah. Nothing. Don't do this. And if you're going to do it, don't do it like this. <laughs> but, but but don't but do you it. don't have to worry about how you're going to do it if you just don't, don't do, it. do it yeah that's our message to everybody listening uh maybe it doesn't need to be said anymore but maybe it does it definitely needed to be said then <laughs> and so yeah i think it's it's a general message that has gotten out to the population that hey um it's uh it's not up to you to call people out um mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Leave, even, leave them alone even if you're trying to do it with love uh not a thing well okay so we're going to cut to sean and megan sean's looking in a mirror he's got he's got some soul searching going on right now i actually love a lot of these sean 
scenes in this yeah. episode. Right? He's he's like a self-reflective Sean, which is weird, but I think he does it really well and it's shot so well, you know, where you're you're seeing him stare into his own eyes and his face comes into focus and it's just I don't know. I think they're done um just I don't know. With consideration. I yeah. I, I think uh and you know, I was starting to say it in our last podcast, but I do I really like the fact that they covered this story. I like the fact that they did it with Sean. I like the fact that they did it where Sean and Megan could we could get a more serious, more inside look at the dynamic of their relationship. I like that Sean is really walking us through how he feels about things. I like that they're showing us some of the clinical side of this. Uh, I just like that they're doing it. And now, admittedly, we're not really going to get more of this part of the storyline after this episode. So for me, that's why I was saying it feels like a two-parter, this Ah, episode with the last one, because because of this storyline, because of the Ben and Randy stuff, because like it just a lot of things really feel like they kind of, it it feels like a, they needed a double length episode to cover the story they wanted to. So a lot of these kind of wrap up. I, I feel like a lot of it like changes course going into the next episode. Um, like they're not going to give us a lot more Randy. You know, I don't think they have to. They don't need to. So like, yeah, I do feel like some of the stuff kind of, there is a bit of a button that goes on the end of some of these things that they're opening up here at the end of this one. And so it does, I don't know. That's why I was sort of looking at it at at like a two-parter, but I think for this story, it's a really impactful two-part story. Yeah. And um, I am, I am loving what Megan is wearing. I just, I don't know whether it's a shirt or a dress, but it's fantastic. And, you know, I do feel the way she's dressed is kind of, it is starting to change, but she's still got sort of like the dark, like crosses and stuff like that sometimes. But now, I don't know, she's got these more like flowy, kind of classy looking outfits going on and and I love that because it gives her like a different air when she's being kind of sweet and considerate and like she's still going to be like tough love and honest when she has to but she's also going to be there in this very supportive role and I really like how they portray her as well okay well so with this scene, so Sean's looking in the mirror, Megan comes in, he's saying, you know, oh, he's going to meet Felicity soon. He's sort of joking off that he's not nervous about seeing the doctor. He's like, look, it's just an outpatient thing. It's not even going to be a big deal. It'll be fine. Yeah. He um, really locks into this outpatient thing. He really does. Um, yeah. In the same way that he locked into the idea of an infection last time. You know, I'm trying to remember what year, gosh, um, was I in, I must've been in college. 
I don't know. It was definitely before 2004. Um, and I had a breast care, breast cancer scare. Mm -hmm. And so this is in 2000 and like a lump act, like what they ended up doing with me is called a lumpectomy. They like took the whole thing out and checked it and biopsied it and stuff like that. But like the biopsy part of it, if I had just decided to go that route, um, I mean, it's basically just like sticking a needle in you and you're done. Mm -hmm. Like it is no big deal. Yeah. I mean, they're calling it exploratory surgery and I'm kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it was different a few years earlier or maybe it's different if it's a testicle, but like a biopsy should just be like, stick the needle in, get what you need, done. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that Sean is only so reliable of a narrator here. The moments where we hear from the doctor, we're getting the accurate information, but the moments we're hearing from Sean, we know that he's downplaying everything even to himself. So yeah, but exploratory surgery sounds a whole lot worse yeah. than like quick biopsy. Yeah. Not a problem. Yeah. Well, whatever's going on here, he's, he's downplaying it and he doesn't feel like Megan needs to even come to the appointment. He's like, it'll be fine. It's fine. Um, and then, and so, done. yeah, so he's just saying it's no big deal. Outpatient, 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 no big deal. And then we get a, a rather moody Ben walking coming, the coming on in and then exiting. He's yeah. going to reject doing an interview. He's not having it. No, thank you. Yeah. He's going to reject doing an interview. He was not asked to do. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was interesting <laughs> that Sean, Sean says, you know, he, this is the way he's been for a week. So we have a time frame. It's been a yeah. week. Yeah. We do have a timeline on that. And then I, I thought this was funny that Megan and Sean's <laughs> Megan was like, well, you know, I, I mean, how would you feel if you saw a photo of me circulating around school with me, you know, basically naked, you know, drunk out of my mind at a frat party. And Sean's just like looking at her like, yeah, that's very likely. Yeah. Sean just, <laughs> Sean just has this little smile on his face and she, she looks at him. She's like, you, you wouldn't be surprised at all. And he's like, no, not really. I mean, I just, I really like that they're showing us this stuff between these two because they know exactly who they both are. Yeah. Um, the they, show knows who they are. And both of them knew who, know who the other person is. It's, and it just goes to show you like every couple's different, you know, and what, what's okay for Felicity and Ben or what's not okay for them. It's a different story for Megan and Sean, completely different. And, uh, I don't know. I don't think that's just because health stuff is putting all this in perspective. I think that they are just, you know, it's like, we're, we're fine with different things. That's it. (laughs) Well, I mean, look, if Sean's going to be with Megan, he's going to have to be fine with some stuff. And Megan, I think, like, Sean's not perfect. She's going to have to put up with some stuff, too. Yeah. So, yeah, you know. So we're going to head to documentary style where Sean's interviewing Felicity, who's working on a picture. I wasn't really sure, like, what style of art this actually is. I wasn't even sure what to call it. Later in the episode, she calls it a picture. Um, it, I wasn't sure if it was mixed media or if it was like, I just couldn't, it just looks like a sketch, like a drawing, like probably, um, ink, 
And yeah, I figured it's probably started as pencil and then went to ink. Um, but the thing that I think is so funny about this is I think the guy in the drawing looks like Matthew Reese. I think he oh. really looks like him. Okay. Well, there <laughs> and, you have it. And once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. And so every time I saw it, I was like, it's Matthew Reese. She's She's drawing, drawing her and future of husband. course, she's not the one who drew it, I'm sure. Yeah. But still, I was just like, I can't, I can't unsee it now. Yeah. So we're going to see the thing that, yeah, the thing that this picture, this drawing is of it right now, it's, just, it's a work in progress. And so it's a man running and that's all we got. Yeah. Um, and but it's for, you know, we talked about in the last episode that Dr. Pavone, well, giving Felicity some God awful advice, um, did, did do something right. She got her a spot in the senior exhibit yeah, art exhibit. And so Felicity needs to come up with something. And we're going to get uh, to see that yeah. play out here and, and uh, it will be on sale. Someone can, can buy it if they want. Yeah. But here's the thing. So Sean started this interview under the guise that they were going to talk about this exhibit, but what he really wants to do, you know, you know, Sean just wants to talk about the drama. So he's going to point blank be like, tell me about Ben. And what I love about this scene is that, so Molly is in the background. Yes, that is exactly what I wrote down. (laughs) I was like, this is so weird. The moment that he asks Felicity, who's very uncomfortable, He's like, tell me about Ben. She's like, well, no, see, because you told me this was going to be about the exhibit. But the moment he asks her about Ben, Molly looks up with concern. Like, oh, like how is this concern. gonna I play saw, out? I saw interest. I mean, she's sitting there like reading a magazine or a book or something, and she's just hanging both. out. Yeah, uh, and I, I just thought it was so weird that she was sitting there. I was like. Felicity's being interviewed like get out of the shot like what are you doing I felt in this episode she was just like a a random placeholder for stuff you hate Molly you just don't ever want to see her on your screen I really don't like her like why is she in this shot why is she in that shot why are they involving her in conversations why Why is she on the show (laughs) it's like fish I need you to Go accept away. that this is a new character. <laughs> no. Okay. I refuse to accept. I refuse She's... to accept it. She's the red-coated whatever. She's she... the red coat that, that made Julie go away. Although She is sometimes going to be on your screen. Okay. No. They have like to involve it. her. <laughs> Why? There's no reason. <laughs> I just don't There's literally no reason for her to be in this so scene. so unhinged by Molly. I don't understand. <laughs> she hasn't done anything yet. She's going to do stuff wrong. Okay. <laughs> she, she already is. Oh my God. Okay. Well, guys, I don't know what to tell you. All right. Listeners. Look, Molly is clearly, let's admit the new blue bike helmet. No purpose. Oh <laughs> just there. I am so sorry to the actress who plays Molly. <laughs> who wasn't even, Jeez. they, in the episode descriptions, they give you the actor name for everybody that comes in. Except the actress who plays Molly. Yeah. They're like, we have a new neighbor. And they just didn't name her. Yep. What the actual. Um, I can tell you the actual. She serves just, no purpose. Oh, my goodness. 
Zero purpose. I'm here for you. Okay. I'm here for you. I'm going to, I'm going to be your optimist. Okay. (laughs) That's it. Um, I'm a little, I'm going to be confused by the storylines they give you, but I believe you should be here. You deserve to be here. Let me summarize everything Molly does in this episode. She looks up from a magazine. She paints Elena's toes. She gives someone a hug. The end. No, she gives Richard his first kiss. (laughs) Oh my God. That was so invasive. I mean, we can get there, but like, I know I get it. You hate Molly. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. So this, this scene. I blocked that out already. Just gonna, I know, I know. Uh, So (laughs) this scene is the point of this scene ultimately is going to be that Sean eventually does get Felicity to talk about Ben. And she's just like, look, it's weird. I'm giving him, he asked for space. I'm trying to give him space. There's a lot of Ben asking for space so far in season three. Well, she, she takes responsibility. She says, I did something stupid. Yeah, she does. And so he's asked for space and I'm giving it to him. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But that's all. Like, she's not going to go spilling the beans all over the place. Yeah, she's she's not keeping the deeper. beans in the can for once. So let's go to Dean and DeLuca, which sure. is busy. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of customers yes. milling about. And Ben is asking Javier to be a go-between. He has a message. He he needs to ask Felicity something. But instead of asking Felicity, who's in the back room stalking things, mm-hmm. he's going to go to Javier to say, can you talk to Felicity? Javier says, heck no. Nope. Not That's happening. not how we're doing this. Nope. Mm-mm. Like, when is the last time I would have, like, he's never said yes to something like that. How many times has he put them in a room together and said, you two talk this out? Javier's just like, no, if you have something to say, you go talk to her, period. Yeah, and I I don't, I couldn't exactly hear what he was asking for. I feel like the second time it was something like cornstarch, but it, he asked at for first, like Soho blend or something. I think it was like they were oh, out of like some a sort coffee. of coffee. Yeah. See, I just automatically put down muffins. Um, but then later I was like, that's not what he asked for at all. No, it's really not. Um, he does, he, he, so he finally, he goes to the back room. Felicity is stocking a a box of heavy things needs to go onto a high shelf. She's pulling things out. Coffee beans. Probably was. And Ben's like, uh, do you need help with that? Reluctantly. And he says, sure. And she's going to regret that instantly. Yeah. Yeah. She has to push it. She's just basically she, she very quickly gets that. You're just, you're not talking to me. Well, she, he's like, do you want help stalking? And she's like, yes. And then she's like, let's go on a date. And it's like uh, space. He said space. Yeah. And then Ben's like, you know, no, I'm playing basketball with Sean. And then Felicity's just like, goes off she's like you know nothing happened nothing happened nothing happened and you're not talking to me and you can't do that and then of course that gets ben going and he starts like yelling he doesn't yell much he says you don't know that nothing happened i'm leaving he doesn't say it he yells he's angry yeah Yeah, he yells that he 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 is just boiling he is boiling and he will boil over he's just boiling he's just he's sort of a walking 
boiling pot, right? I mean, it's like the lid's on it. So he can think he's walking around fine, but it doesn't take much. And he's just like, see what's under here. (laughs) And he lifts the lid a little bit. You can see the steam coming out of his boil. It is a rolling boil. Yes. Um, Also known as a roiling boil. Oh, okay. That's upsetting. So (laughs) he, I don't know. Ben's he walks out of a room in the huff, but not in not, in a not in the Richard, Richard way. way. No, yeah. it's uh, he's just uh, he's uh, so yeah. easy to trigger right now, guys. Why yes. everybody needs to see it? Everybody needs to see this, <laughs> you know, including like, Felicity. Yeah, like yeah. wake up. Yeah. Well, now we're gonna get a Dean and Deluca scene where Javier is gonna have a heart to heart with Richard. Yeah, Javier should have taken uh, his own advice here yeah but i did enjoy the story yeah javier tells a story about when he was going to try to come out to his own parents he had a bakery job and he's like i'm gonna make a special cake i'm gonna make a cake that announces my coming out to my parents it's gonna say your son is gay on it yeah but by accident the cakes get switched and so when he presents the cake to them it says happy 83rd birthday maria and the real Maria ends up having a stroke because yep. she thinks somebody's coming out to her. So her son. Yeah. So I mean, the th- so, okay. So it's know. a it's a it's a story. It's an okay story. But then like Richard's just sitting there going, "Why, why am I hearing a story like this right now?" Yeah. Like first, I mean, he's already on alert because you know Noel, and and he's as Javier is telling the story multiple times, he asks. Why are you telling me this? Why are you telling why are you telling me a gay story? Like he knows what's yeah. happening. And then he's like, no, and he leaves. <laughs> he leaves Dean and DeLuca in a half. Well, but he leaves. So Javier says, Look, my parents said that they love me. And Richard, we all love you. Oh boy. Huff. Out. Yeah, he just he's just out. He's out. He can't do it. He doesn't want to time number two that Richard just leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that's when I started noticing the trend. Yeah. So we're going to go back to documentary style. And I feel like these scenes sort of spun you around a little bit here. Yeah. Um, Well, I love this at first when they were like, they were so cute and, you know, just having like a major PDA moment. This is Elena and Tracy, by the way. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, what did I say? No, nobody. Some oh. it's like there are some people having some PDA. <laughs> I just thought I'd get this. Tracy's back and he's so cute. And Elena's yeah. so cute with him. And they're just being cute together. Yeah. And Sean's filming it, which is Sean creepy. runs across the street to get this action on camera. And we find out that they're kissing goodbye. Yes. Which is a little weird that they're kissing goodbye because it's not the last time they're going to see each other in this episode. (laughs) So I'm not really sure why he describes it as a kiss goodbye. Um, Because he is going off to build a house. He's going to. Well, but when he comes back, he's built the house because she's already covered for him with his so they did it in like partner. a day. What what was the deal? Yeah, about that's them? that's what happens. You oh like go and yeah. And this doesn't feel Much like it warrants a goodbye kiss 
to be honest with you, but that's fine. Look, um, nothing has to be worn. Like there is no other reason for kissing Tracy than he's Tracy. So yeah. it's always, it's always well, time but they to kiss calls Tracy. It a, he calls it a goodbye kiss. Yeah. So it's like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. I don't even know what, what this is, but that's <laughs> fine. Uh, we do get this. They have to set something up here that Tracy is going to be working with Habitat for Humanity. They're kissing. Sean, unfortunately, labels this. He's like, of course. really in love. And Elena freaks like, the fuck out. Yeah. She just looks at the camera and her eyes go wide. <laughs> nobody nobody says anything, by the way. Tracy doesn't even say, oh, yeah, we were in love. Like, but it's well, Elena's he look. He wouldn't have if they hadn't, if that wasn't their thing already. Yeah. It's it's more about the look that Elena gives there. Where we're then gonna hear what Elena was thinking. We're going non-documentary. Um, Elena and Molly are together. They're painting Elena's nails, and Ugh, Molly. Elena's breaking it down. Elena's real. People are really confiding in Molly. I feel like we we never really saw. I feel like. Molly just sort of integrated because we've seen Felicity open up to her and say things that we haven't heard her say to others. And we're seeing that with Elena here too, where Elena says, I I don't know, the word love really freaked me out because I've been thinking about Finn. Well, she says, she says she's half in love. Yeah. And she's half in love with Tracy and the other half is Finn. Yeah. Uh, and Uh-oh. Molly is like, well, look, yeah, it's this whole, you know, abstinence thing. It's tough. Elena's saying, no, it's not. She's like, I think even if we were having sex, I'd still be having these other thoughts. She's like, well, yeah. I don't know. I can't confirm that. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but she's saying that it could be that way. So I guess. And I'm- she, she, Elena somehow is pulling off a tracksuit and making it look amazing. Um, there's no reason for her to to be embarrassed when Finn comes in and she is has like a magazine in her teeth and she's like carrying she some stuff. Yeah, she can't really walk. She can't really hold yeah. things because all of her nails have just been done. It's it's she awkward. Still, she still looks great. Yeah, she still they tried, but they still she still looks amazing. Um, Finn, so Finn drops by, Molly makes herself scarce, and we're going to see Elena. <laughs> She's going to be like, look, sorry, I've, I've led you astray. I've, I mean, really, the last time we saw these two characters interact, um, she they were hooking up, and she, the picture of Tracy fell over, and she was like, get out of this room. And then Julie hooks up with Finn, and she, Elena sees Finn in the bathroom in the morning. That's the last we know that these characters have seen each other. Mm-hmm. So I guess they need to like rehash some things here. According to Elena, Elena starts to, and then Finn's like, that's not why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. um, Elena has just done. Well, okay. Molly has just done Elena's toes. And unfortunately, Elena is now going to stick those wet toes in her mouth yeah. And say, like, look, I we just we can't hang out. I have a boyfriend. So and... unfortunately, in the previous scene with Tracy, 
they had started to set this up. And I think, I, I feel like this, like I said, I feel like it spun you around a little bit where what they were trying to set, set up maybe was a little too cute. Um, they, so while Tracy is away building a house for Habitat for Humanity, he has a sociology project that needs to be worked on with his sociology partner. And he asks, Lana, Lana, would you do that? Would you, would you help me out and like make, she, you know, basically work with my partner? She says yes, not realizing the partner is Finn. So Finn is here to do the work <laughs> on the project <laughs> that she just agreed to. Yeah. It's shady all the way around. Um, well, it's kind of like Tracy's like, hey, will you academically cheat with Finn? And Elena's like, cheat with Finn? Yeah. Yeah, in any capacity, for sure. All of them. I'm, I'm here to help. Um, yep. So yep. Finn, like, stops her. He's like, look, I'm here because I'm Tracy's sociology partner. And she's like, oh, no. I said <laughs> yes to that, didn't I? Um, so that's going to be where they go from there. And then that's set up now. <laughs> so we're going to head over to another thing they want to set up, which is, uh, um, Felicity's yeah, going to find Randy. Out. I freaked out about this scene. Like she, Felicity sees Randy. She says, hi. And all I can think or say is don't ask him to talk to Ben. Don't ask him to talk to Ben. You said it aloud. I heard you. You were asking um, her not to do it. And what did she do? I, she asked him to talk to Ben. Yeah, she sure did. She's she's like, look, I really love him. And I just, I, you know, tell him, can you, can you tell him we didn't do anything? Maybe he'd believe it coming from you. And Randy appropriately is like, um, uh. <laughs> honestly, I think I'm most likely the last person he wants to talk to. Correct. And Correct. yes, Felicity puts such a heartfelt play in and you just see Randy sort of he nods this extremely reluctant yes he's doing it for felicity yeah i mean he he she says hi and he says uh-oh yeah which i thought was funny and he's like look i told my brothers the truth all right so we, which is a we feel better yeah we feel better about that she's like can i sit down she sits down and i'm sorry but like the way he looked at her was so freaking hot I was just like, oh my God, Randy. Um, Felicity is not taking any notice of that, but I am. And if you haven't, go go back and watch that. It's just like those two seconds are worth it. Okay. Um, Randy's hot, okay? He's, he's probably not used to being this guy. Yeah. He's so probably not. He's, he's going to do it. In this episode... Up until, you know, the end, they're doing their best to make Randy a downright reasonable guy. <laughs> you know, like he actually went um, out of his way to tell his brothers, okay, you know, that thing I that you were assuming that I let you assume it didn't happen. I'm not the stud you thought I was the wicked stud. <laughs> um, he's he like, he's gone as far out of his way to make reparations here as he possibly yeah. can for kind of doing nothing wrong, really. But the thing he did wrong which I blamed him for last time he fixed. Yeah. So no. I, you know, and for him, he knows he's headed into trouble. He knows that he shouldn't he be talking does. to his boyfriend. But, but he also it. likes her. He seems to like her. And I'm just going to say, like, 
you know, I don't in know another if universe, he was in another time, maybe we would have had a Randy and Felicity situation. Although in another universe, mm. in another time, I wanted Eli. It's Eli, Felicity, yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> fine. In another universe, another time, it could be Randy and Eli. Look, it doesn't matter. These are all beautiful people. They're great combinations. But um, but um, I'm, I mean, what you just said was like up until the end, they were trying to make him out to be like a reasonable guy, and I would argue that. Maybe even at the end, he wasn't being like a hundred percent unreasonable. Um, I mean, I think the guy put him in the hospital. Did with he a have concussion. a reason to, to get revenge on Ben with his buddies? Sure. Was Do it I... even necessarily just revenge? Yeah, I don't know. Might I mean, have been a little bit of self-preservation in there. At a certain point, I think that if you're worried about violence from Ben, I'd also be worried about violence from Randy and his brothers. Yeah. You know, like, yes. I, I think it's I mean, fair he is to in a fret. I don't think this was, this should have been unexpected. Yeah, probably not. But like, am I going to sit here and say, I'm fine with this? No, no not really. I get absolutely it. Not. I get why it happened. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like reasonable. I think, you know, I, I don't think they made him out to be like the best guy, but like, you know, there was, there was a reason or yeah. two. Fair enough. All right, so we're going to head to another Richard and Noel scene. Megan happens to be there. So Richard's just, at this point, like, if you tell Megan you've told everybody, yeah, we know this, but maybe Richard doesn't. I don't know how he could not. But he's having a comp, he's rehashing with Noel. He's like, wait a minute. Now you told Javier I'm gay? <laughs> and Megan says, basically her version of duh like everybody yeah. this is obvious okay yeah. this is not a this is not top, like news to anybody while eating pringles and having loving this the queen of hearts card earrings on and a flame skirt a black skirt with flames coming up just that? nice nice yeah. job i like it yeah. so richard's now now he think I think he's realizing that he just spread this to another person and the circle's widening as we go. And Richard's like, look, okay, it's not, I'm not gay. The secret is that I'm a virgin. Okay. Not only am I a virgin, I've never even been kissed. Yep. Yep. That's his big secret, but I don't think that's the full story because all right, people, people go, come with me on this, this journey. He does clearly know Jason and he met him in Florida and he said, you know, Jason might've liked me and they're hanging out shirtless in Florida on a boat mm -hmm. like you do. I am 100% convinced that Jason was Minnie Mouse. And Richard hit on him at Disney World, and that's how they met. Could be. I mean, that I, definitely goes with your interpretation of that story. Yes. This this is my, like, you know. Um, this is your connecting these dots. Yeah, this is my version of when the, the manager for two seconds at Dean and DeLuca was Danny. sleeping with was sleeping with Abby. Yes. 
Okay. This is my version of Danny and Abby. Okay. Um, For season three. Yeah. I this like is it. my conspiracy. I think right. it's true. Well, it's certainly the, the evidence is mounting. Yeah. For I your mean, theory here. I, I put it out there, but I, mean, I think, yeah. look, I think Richard, I think that Richard is delivering all this feeling. Uh, uh, I mean, I feel his reluctance. I feel that he's ashamed. Um, I feel that he would rather not be telling all these people, but that he also doesn't want them going around thinking the complete wrong thing about what's going on with him. So he's sort of under duress <laughs> declaring <laughs> that all of this information. And he's like, I just, I haven't, I don't really say anything about it. Cause I would, was afraid people would laugh. And then Megan, of course laughs. Yeah. Um, I mean, duh. And Richard leaves in a huff. Huff. Gone. Yeah, he's gone. And Meg, I love Megan. She's like, God, I wish I could say I was sorry about doing that, but I'm just not. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're seeing that Megan's still Megan, even though she's yep. softened with Sean. You know, it's like, this is also her. And, still you know, Megan, if you're if you're working on your count here, this is the third room that Richard has left in a half. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So... I'm kind of glad we had this moment here. So Sean goes to the doctor starting to film a documentary and the doctor's like, can you stop? No, this is not a thing you want to film. Yeah. We needed a voice of reason here. Again, doctor's offices and citizenship tests and outing your friends, all not good things to put in a documentary. I'm glad to know that the show had at least some boundary for where the limits were on this. I think that there should have been more on mm-hmm. more things, but at mm-hmm. least they acknowledged, hey, um, this doctor is not consenting. <laughs> Note like, that Sean does continue to film as the doctor says, no, no, no filming because we got your blood work back. And the doctor just keeps talking while Sean is still filming for a little while. Like, but then we, we go non-documentary and- Yeah, but he tells him the diagnosis on film. Yeah. I think what I'm getting from Sean here is more stunned. Um, yeah. It's like, it's really hard to be in denial when somebody is point being so point blank with you. He's going to try anyway, but I mean, it's like, I think it's, it is getting in and it's not feeling good. Um, yeah. You know, I have, I have had this conversation where they're like, we've got your blood work back here's all the things that are elevated and you're like, and what does, what that does any of this mean? mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I mean, I think I just wrote bad medical news tumor. Yeah. Uh, that's what I wrote because I, I think, and that's probably how Sean took it too, where it's like, all right, I, I'm hearing you tell me all these things mm-hmm. what's going on. But then I think where Sean really starts to get more context is where he's like, well, I'd like you to spend a night at the hospital. And Sean's like, wait a minute. And he's, you know, know, talking about removing the testicle. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. This was supposed <laughs> to be outpatient. Yes, that's what he was hanging on to. Yeah. It was outpatient. But now it's in. It's, it's in. in the hospital. And he's the patient, which yeah. means he's inpatient. No longer outpatient. Yeah. Um, and he's saying, you know, just the way they kind scan. of. Yeah. He's saying we're going to take lymph nodes out. And it's going to take three to five days to get the results. That's the worst part is and waiting. 
just to see them linger on Sean's face and for him to just feel like it was supposed to be a patient, you know, like he just gets yeah. really internal on that part where yeah. it's just like, you can see the wheels turning with him. It's, it's, uh, it's very disruptive to what he was trying to build in his own brain around this. And I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly what he was thinking, but I know what I was thinking, which was kind of nothing so like that's what i saw in him was like what you said it was it was just shock and kind of panic and like you know how the tv used to when people had tvs you know just go to fuzzy screen Mm -hmm. um it's like that and all he can say is like what he's been saying. It's like yeah, there it's are no wheels turning. He's like he has nothing. Yeah, it's yeah. It's all just white noise. And I mean, panic. he can't help but feel for Sean here. Um, yeah, it's scary for us as the viewer, and it's scary for him. And we can see that he's just got all of the personalities zapped right out of him here. It's just yeah. like oh, I'm not Sean right now. Um, maybe I'll be back later, but I'm not right now. So I don't know that he is back later. Like this is changing Sean. This is, this is changing Sean, but we're going to get Sean eventually. Um, I'm uh, so glad. Yeah. So Noel, we're going to get a Noel scene here. He's at the loft and Megan's there. (laughs) Noel is reading aloud a draft of an apology email to Richard, (laughs) which isn't a, like, I'm sorry for making you confirm that you've never like been kissed by a man or a woman. It's just so awkward. It's so awkward. And Megan says, no, you can't that you can't send that. Yeah, no, but he does. I guess he does eventually send some form of email, but like he does. Really? Yeah. Um, We don't see the actual email he sends, but it's probably this. Okay. It's probably exactly this. Probably. And Sean busts into the room. He's like, great news. <laughs> it was a false alarm. He's, yeah, it's not at the, don't worry. No, no, nothing to be concerned about here. It's fine. You know. Everybody's oh, cool. No. He's wearing a leather jacket. Megan's crimped her hair. And they just had this really nice moment where she was like, I was just really worried about you. And yeah. I don't know. It's just. Do you think in this moment she has any suspicion or is she just relieved? I was wondering um, because she was pretty good at reading him before, but I don't think so. I didn't really pick up on it either. Yeah. She's about to throw this whole party and he, he came in saying he was fine, but it, it did cross my mind. I was like, this could go one of two ways. Like, all right, she's going to do a party or whatever. Or she comes back to him later and is like, what was that BS? Yeah. I mean, we get there eventually, but I also agree that I wasn't really feeling in this moment. I think she was ready to accept his good news wholesale. Um, so, okay. Well, we'll, we'll circle back to that soon, but Noel's going to be called away. He's going to get an emergency uh, computer repair call and Sean's like oh can I go I'm so excited uh, <laughs> he's just in total faking it mode now and then we are going to go to this computer call we're going to go to somebody's door 
it's documentary style. Noel's going to be describing like, usually these things are, you know, like pimply faced nerds who've been downloading music from Napster. Guys, remember, remember Napster? Napster? Yeah, <laughs> I remember Napster. That really, oh. that really put me in that time period. Yeah. That yep. squarely set me in the time. <laughs> and if like, you Napster. weren't squarely set in the time, when he opens the door, another fully like 90s, early 2000s moment is the appearance of Tyra Banks. Look, Napster I mean, Tyra and Tyra Banks. Banks has yes, long like she has continued. Yeah. But yeah. that Tyra Banks, like, you know, model model esque Tyra Banks, we'll say. This uh, this was of that time period. I don't I don't feel like she's of a time period. I think that her career has had many different iterations and she's had different like you know, America's Next Top Model and her own talk show and she's got yeah, like multiple she's... entrepreneurial businesses. I think she's evolved. What I think is interesting though is that I don't know how many models were that was a time period where crossovers were less uh possible. Like it was starting. It was like it was the time starting. when it was like bands were starting, like bands were on Buffy and you know, sometimes there would be but as yeah. like individual, so like uh, an actor couldn't even really go from movies to TV or um, sports or figure. like musicians couldn't really cross over. And then people started to do it, but it was pretty hit or miss. And then as people started to do it, okay, it's now, I think it's now at a point where it's like not as unusual to see people making crossovers. It yeah. makes a lot of sense to me that people would have many talents, especially artistic talents, and would be able to do like a lot of things well. Um, this is probably one of Tyra Banks' first roles. Um, I would think so. Yeah. But she's just been very open about like body image mm -hmm. and like where she was when she was a model and then like after. Mm -hmm. And so this is like, I think this time periods tyra banks yeah so we're gonna get she's gonna come to the door now i don't think they actually name her character in this episode but she's jane ah i just kept calling her tyra banks okay so she's jane they just didn't give her the name here um which is weird that they didn't like they got through a whole episode without ever giving her a name because she had so much stuff in it but yeah. um so she's jane and she's immediately confused why there's somebody filming her. Which and is completely justifiable. Fair enough. And so she's like, what is happening with this camera? What are you filming? A documentary. A documentary about what? <laughs> computer geeks. And that, you know, she warms up to that. But, you know, Sean, you need waivers, okay? <laughs> you need to have a stack of waivers in a folder. That's true. At all times. Yeah. Okay. You, if you want to use this footage and you don't want to get sued, you need waivers. Okay. Um, I mean, uh, Melissa's the media person. She knows. Um, Sean I, probably I am doesn't. okay with being on this documentary. <laughs> yeah. like, I, like, I consent to having footage of me, my, my, my likeness or image used. <laughs> like, yes. Okay. That's all it needs to be. Signature. But she Done. loves documentaries. Loves them. Come on yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. 
So now we're going to go non-documentary, but Sean's still in the, Sean is filming in the room, but the cam, the real camera is filming Sean filming what's happening here. Yeah. We are looking at this and it's non-doc. It's very confusing. It's all very confusing. Okay. <laughs> um, Jean's problem seems to be somewhat simple. The computer's freezing. Noel's working on it. She gets on the phone. Noel is looking at her with googly eyes. Am I right? The, like the googliest. Yeah. The um, googliest. I mean, there is this song playing that is really odd. I, I don't know what was up with that, but like, she's just talking about what was it? Something with polynomial. Some like really she's, advanced yeah, she math has, like, course. An integrated polynomials paper or, or something that's on the computer. She needs to be able to get to it. Yeah, and um, and she is just mesmerizing Noel, who you think would have been inoculated from Natalie. Yeah. Right? But he's like, not. No, not at all. He is not. So he's I mean, then he's like, Sean, you need to go talk to Felicity, right? Basically read I want to be alone with Jane. Yeah. Um, but first he creepily looks over at Sean and is like, she smells so good. He's just so creepy. He's so and creepy in this episode. He's so creepy, but also she has no personal space, like boundaries. She is like touching him. She is reaching over him. She is sitting way too close to him. Like so little space yeah. is between her and a complete stranger. She's on definitely film. like open and friendly. That's what we're getting from Jane. But uh him looking at her with googly eyes is, not, is a step too far i think like it, it, we're and seeing that this is gonna her. turn wrong we're it's yeah. it's gonna go in a horrible direction that she hasn't actually invited um no in any no. real discernible way <laughs> so. no and i think it's actually quite clear that she views him as potentially not even male in the way that she's just like she views him as I the mean, guy who's fixing her computer yeah what and gather but also like i feel like from her body language and the conversation she's having in front of him and the way she talks to him like at the door when she opened the door and saw noel he immediately went into friend zone yeah. like there was no moment at yeah. which <laughs> anything More was going was, to happen yeah with this this guy and yet somehow they're gonna computer. have multiple sessions together i don't know so we'll we'll get more of this soon but we're gonna but, go back to documentary oh, wait, wait. but i i'm loving sean in this no list like you know she smells so good don't you have to see felicity and sean just goes you're married mm -hmm. and and noel's just like all right like Bye. Which is and... actually, I think, a useful thing to point out to the audience as well, because the last we heard was that there was going to be an annulment. And as I mentioned to you, Fish, he's going to stay married and get an inheritance. <laughs> yes. So we need to know that. I guess yeah. this is where they set that up. I don't know. I it's going to be think... a while. It, yeah. It was I mean, a throwaway line. Well, it could have just been like the annulment hasn't happened yet. But I think the point was you're still married and yeah. as and as Noel's like bye like see ya Sean Sean turns back and says yeah I'll be at Natalie's yeah yeah and I was oh just like oh yeah and he's Sean, trying he's, he's trying. being he's being subtle that's not a thing 
that's not really a thing, but it is now. So now we're going to go, he is going to go to, Sean is going to go to interview Felicity documentary style. And yet again, so we're, it's not just Felicity here. He's filming as Felicity presents her artwork to Professor Morton in the place where they're going to have the exhibit. And she unveils her finished piece, which is of Matthew Reese. It's still the guy running, but now she's put walls. So the guy is running into a wall. One might remember way back <laughs> when we were watching Help for the Love Lauren, which I swore yes. to never mention again. But this is this is what I was thinking of when we got that like last five, ten minutes where they everybody was doing weird things in the box and Ben just like ran directly into the wall <laughs> to try to see if he could bust it down. And so that is perhaps a literal interpretation of what this artwork is showing us. Uh, I'm sure that they weren't thinking of, you know, a future piece of art when they did that, but it does match pretty well. And it, it, even Ben says it matches kind of like where he is in life at the moment. Yeah. uh, A bit later. So I do like this, this little moment they capture between Felicity and professor Morton though. Felicity says, you know, I'm nervous. You know, this is a big, this is a big thing. I haven't shown my art to people like this before. And Professor Morton is reassuring her. I really feel like, um, you know, there's obviously a bond here from the fact that they worked together for a summer. And I think that Professor Morton is nurturing her in a a way that I really like, you know, just to be able to sort of cultivate a talent and sort of, I don't know if I go full mentor in this scene, but she probably was that. So I would think so. Yeah, I like that this is happening. I like that this has happening because Pavone talked to Morton and like, there's just this real, how can we cultivate? How can we create this opportunity? Um, and and Professor Morton's trying to sort of like let her, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, just, you're just putting it out there and that's great. You know, whether it yeah. sells or not, you're putting it out there and that's a big step. So, you know, I, I think there are a lot of storylines here where people are kind of anxious about something and something that I really like. And I, um, maybe I'll, no, I'll save my note for an optimist for later. Um, but I think Felicity is surrounding herself with like strong women who she respects and like, they have something that she, you know, wants or wants to be like Mm -hmm. and it's a you know it's a professional network but it's also supportive and it's in stark contrast to ben there's nobody there. he's really got nobody there and we haven't even seen any pavone and ben scenes right so the when the when the counseling was done the counseling was done um yep he really just doesn't have an outlet or a mentor or really a counselor or anything He's um, got basketball. And yet it's so in, individual, you know, yeah. like sometimes he'll, he'll right, do knows. that with Sean or Noel, but like a, a lot of the time it's just him going off on his own mm-hmm. and you really feel that about him. Yep. So, okay. We're going to go back to non-documentary and uh, Mo- so Felicity is coming back home to her, the apartment and she passes Molly who says, Hey, um, 
Sean got some good health news and we're going to celebrate tonight at the loft, but you know, I know Ben's probably going to, she, Molly gets it. <laughs> She's like, Ben's, you know, that's where Ben lives. It's probably going to, but you know, but she lets the invitation linger and Felicity sits with it, knowing all the obvious problems and decides she's going to be there to support Sean. She's like, yeah, I'll be there. I mean, Sean, Megan, like it, this is her group. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there's baggage with Ben, but I'm not going to not celebrate the good news. Um, Plus she kind of wants to talk to Ben. Yeah. You know, so all of that, but okay. We're, but then we're going to go to Epstein bar. Where Ben is drinking. Now I see at least he's drinking a beer and there are at least two empty glasses that I saw in frame. Yep. So he's been there for a minute and he's been drinking for a bit and mm-hmm. Randy approaches. Yeah. And what you see is Ben turn his full body towards Randy in and like expand his shoulders out mm-hmm. and like just the look on his face says don't do whatever you're about to do yeah just walk away yeah while we were watching it you audibly were like the look on his face yeah yeah ben is just all no you know (laughs) like he's just all all, everything about him is like back up Yes, back the up. steam is currently <laughs> yeah. coming out of his ears. His his lid is starting to, you know, kind of wobble with all of the roiling, yeah, boiling water. Yeah, yeah. Randy, bless him, was there on a mission, <laughs> a mission that he never thought was a good idea, but a mission yeah. he agreed to nonetheless. So despite the obvious concerns that he might be having here, I think he's like, must complete mission. So he says, look, man, nothing happened. I just need you to, nothing happened. And Ben's just like, did you kiss her? He's like, read my lips from over here. He does manage to stay kind of far back. Uh, and he's yeah. like, nothing happened yeah ben's like why are you even here and just the existence of randy yeah is taking the lid off of the pot (laughs) like it doesn't matter what randy says it honestly doesn't i was sitting there thinking randy you could say this but it's like it doesn't matter no it doesn't matter what randy this never should have occurred yeah and ben okay ben lunges out of his chair goes for a chokehold. Yes. Brings, falls forward while Randy's falling backward in the chokehold and just starts wailing on him. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I noticed. It was like he launches. I mean, Randy has stayed far back. He did not get close to this guy. He said stuff in short sentences and was like, I'm leaving. Yeah. And and Ben just loses it. I mean, he he cannot control himself. All you see is this arm out and his hand around Randy's neck as he goes down. Yeah. And you can't see Randy on the floor, but you can see Ben pulling his arm all the way back and just 
over and over hitting him. Yeah. And and the sound effect there, they really got punches that it. were landing. You know, yes. the whoever was doing the was doing the sound effects there, it was like they Good wanted job. they wanted exactly what they got, I think. Yeah. And I <sighs> mean, they don't part of what I I kind of liked about this is they didn't stay long enough for someone to pull Ben off. So we don't know how, long how this yeah. really ended. We really don't. And you just get a sense. You hear what three, four punches land and you don't have any sense that Ben is letting up after that. Like no. he's no just way, no way is he in control on this one. So I think, you know, when we were at the end of season one, I think, and you were, was it the end of season one and you were getting concerned about some of the like violent stuff you were seeing from Ben? Yeah. Uh, this is the this scene is, that I was thinking of. Yeah. This is where, you know, he just doesn't have control. He really doesn't. And, it, and it's, it's dangerous and he doesn't have what's his name the redhead with who wears hats Lynn he doesn't have Lynn I keep wanting to say Finn now he doesn't have Lynn around as another big guy to pull him off yeah you know so God knows how many people it took to stop that yeah probably quite and who else got hurt yeah so, all right, we're going to head over to Elena's. Finn's going to show up. Mm-hmm. And that's all we're going to see there for a minute. Yep. <laughs> they did a lot of quick shots in this one. I, I, My hand hurts a little bit from trying to take notes. Yeah. A uh, lot of quick shots, a lot of group shots. Yeah. But it was and very so we're gonna We're going to move next to dinner. Um, so I, I believe the people that I saw sitting around were Megan, Sean, Felicity, Molly, and Noel. Um, I have left Molly out clearly because, oh no, I have Molly. Um, Molly told the first anecdote. So I hope you mentioned her. Um, yeah, basically they're, they're all sitting around having, I don't know, it looks like Chinese takeout or something. And they're celebrating Sean's health, uh, as, as erroneous as that may be. And (laughs) they're, they're all thinking they should be relieved. So, and that Sean is relieved. So people start exchanging stories about, uh, testicular cancer or just dead or relatives and that that went horribly wrong with relatives mm-hmm. and like the, you know multiple people have stories about this they're like thank god it wasn't like this guy i know sean <laughs> and yeah like gulp i know uh, uh, sean yeah then they mean but well they think that they do. he doesn't have an issue here anymore right. so they're like yes aren't we glad it wasn't like that and he's still potentially got that outcome ahead of him so he's like feeling very concerned and he's probably not helping him like want to address it no Uh, it probably isn't and it's definitely making him start to panic um we're gonna get richard come in you know during this and he's gonna be like he's going to say Yeah, he's going to say your favorite phrase. No, can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah. 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 Uh, He's like, got your email. Horribly worded. Uh, (laughs) But I appreciate the gesture. He says, 
you know, let's put, he's basically trying to say like, let's put this behind us. I'll be the big guy. Just keep it a secret for the love of God. Don't let yeah. anybody else find out about this thing that I'm so embarrassed about. I'm but, but he wants to be clear about it. He's like, look, being a virgin is not shameful, uh-huh. but it is top secret. He's top secret. Like he's very ashamed of it while he's saying that, you know, it's just yeah. not, he's just not. And then Noel's like, okay, so do you still want to be fixed up with mine? He's like, no, I'm over the Brit. Mm-mm. Don't, but that doesn't oh. make me gay. I'm just saying. <laughs> Let me clarify. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he wants exactly zero more people to know about what the situation is. Uh, mm-hmm. We are now going to head to Finn and Elena. Yes. Working on the sociology project, but not really. Finn has a problem. Mm-hmm. And in this scene, I think his problem is that his head and hair is it's very weirdly shaped. Oh. He's got a, he's got a weird head. It's yeah. weird. But that's not the problem that he would like to share with Elena. Okay. He his problem is that he likes Tracy, but I like you too. Yeah, and Elena, you know, says the right thing. Tracy is a good guy, and I'm not an option. Mm-hmm. Good job saying that. Yeah. So we're going to head back to the party, the dinner party again. Um, and we're getting more stories about, you know, family yeah. members who've had horrible things happen to them. Sean just can't take it anymore. He just leaves. Um, he needs air. And this is where like a, we've set up for a lot of stuff to start happening and people to start moving position as the show often does. Um, because Sean is now left. So the phone's going to ring. Noel's going to answer it. Elena is calling. She wants to talk to Felicity. Okay. So Felicity is going to come grab the phone. This opens up the room a little bit where Richard's going to have a conversation with Molly. He's going to apologize to Molly for being so abrupt with her. Molly's like, it's fine. It's no, I totally, I totally understand. And he's like, you understand what? And she's like, I mean, I know, you know, being a virgin. He's like, what? (laughs) She's like, I was a virgin once. Yeah. And then he's going to look at Noel. He's like, Noel, not me. And then he's like, Megan, Megan. I love it. Richard. (laughs) That's one of my favorite moments of the show. I think I just will never look, forget R- Megan's face <laughs> when she's like, Richard, um, she definitely is the one who told Molly. She's Absolutely. not sorry about it. She's probably nope. told five other people. It's At least fine. Yep. Um, yes. So now Ben's going to come in. Felicity's on the phone with Elena. Mm-hmm. but Who Felicity, is having a crisis. Yeah. Finn and is looking at her. And really? Elena needs to talk to specifically Felicity at this moment. Yes, this but is Felicity a Felicity moment. Is distracted. She's gonna. She wants to talk to Ben, so she goes after Ben. She tells Megan to talk to Elena, which is for sure the worst person. Yeah, to address hundred percent. Maybe Richard, but like definitely not Megan either. Yeah, of the friend group, this is the last person you want dealing with a Tracy Elena situation. So Megan gets on the phone. She's like. Just sleep with Finn. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> this is not a problem. What's your deal? <laughs> like she just so, I uh, just 
She's like, I'm like, that's it. That's the whole conversation. You're like, in college. It never like ends. why do you need a moral compass? Okay. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So fortunately, Megan is on the phone with Elena giving her terrible advice that poor <laughs> Tracy doesn't deserve. But oh. it's good that she's on the phone because another call is going to come in. And it's going to be the doctor calling to confirm Sean's surgery. Well, reschedule his surgery which this is not something that a doctor could call your house that hipaa regulations exist for a reason Mm -hmm. like unless sean had specifically signed a form that said yes please call me on the phone that megan has access to and not my personal cell phone that i answer blumberg productions they Um, so Noel originally answered that phone, Blumberg Productions. Yeah, but it continues. Like, Sean does it. Like, other people pick up that cell phone that he has. Mm -hmm. He's been doing it for, like, since that episode. Yeah. Um, So, so, no, he should not be saying anything about surgery to Megan. She can't take a message. No, he does. They're trying to move the plot forward here. So she's (laughs) going to take this message. And this isn't a message you'd have to take if mm-hmm. he were healthy so this obvi- the jig is up right it's like busted she is now very aware that they should not be celebrating his health that he mm-hmm. is still very much sick um so we'll cut from that to felicity who was now she's gone into ben's room and i am like terrified at this moment like she walks in there and like my stomach just dropped i was like get out get out get out get out ben's found enough time to get an ice pack on his his swollen hand swollen from beating randy's face and he is still angry he's still angry he's he's like i don't know he's like seething i don't know what the word is Um, um simmering it's, simmering it's, it's become it, a, a simmer but it will quickly go back to a boil yeah very quickly she's like look i asked randy to he's like i know she's like i just was i, I don't know if he told, he's out, like, yeah, he told me yeah he's like yep yeah, he did it he did the thing um and she's then she's starting to really like clock what's happening in the room she's like what happened to your hand Mm-hmm. And he's like Randy's face. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It'd be funny if it if this if I wasn't so terrified. It was bad, scene. right? So so it's dawning on her what just happened, and she's like, "Did you did you do like is he is he okay? Like are are?" And then Ben is just that is what sets Ben over the edge. Don't defend him. Yeah, just screams don't defend him and punches out a lamp yeah uh, like on the table next to him basically extinguishing all the light around himself like he hasn't been able to look at her the whole time yeah and she just she's in it seems like she's in shock a little bit Mm -hmm. and she just kind of steps back and very very slowly leaves the room and The whole time, I'm just like, 
run away, like run. Well, it's sort of like you don't run from a predator cat, you know, because they're just going to chase you. That's not what she is like. It's like he does all of this stuff. And her response last time was kissing him in the middle of the apartment. And then now it's like, you know, a little later, she'll just be like, oh, I wish we weren't in such a weird place, you know, with him putting this guy like in the hospital and giving him a concussion and punching out a lamp in front of me. It's a little weird. Well, yeah, those are the words she put to it. But in this moment, in this room, she, when she sees him physically lash out like that, she has no further words. She leaves, she backs out of the room. Like, yeah, I think she scared and I put a question mark next to it. Do you actually think she was scared? I don't know, but I know that she was not going to pursue that conversation anymore. And she backed slowly away. I don't know exactly what she was feeling, but this was not a man she could talk to. And she knew that. And she didn't try. She just, she physically walked like, and she backed out of the room. So she was looking at him and like judging her space. Do I know how much of a physical threat she was feeling? I don't, but she didn't engage. She didn't engage, but I kind of felt like the way she moved to her hands, it was kind of um, like almost like she was sort of affronted isn't the right word, but like it was sort of like, like really? And, and then just kind of slowly left, like, you know, like I'm just not going to do this right now, but like in this, like, I'm not actually at all scared. Like to me, it didn't feel like she was scared. She didn't look scared. She looked like, okay, like that was uncalled for. No, I felt a little bit, I, I felt she was a little bit, I felt that she was jumpy as a result of him physically lashing out. Mm. Um, I, I mean, was she at a 10? I don't know that she was, maybe you want to see her at a 10. Was she at a two? I don't think she was. Yeah. I don't know. So, okay. So we are going to now go from that to, um, a scene where, yeah. And I feel like this scene is like a really interesting juxtaposition with that one that we just saw where. There is something very disarming about this scene, about this conversation. I think that Sean also is like a man on the edge in a different way than Ben. But I think Megan reels him back uh, very effectively. But also in a like really harsh way Yeah. at first. Um, I also want to point out. It's that that interesting combo. Yeah, it's that interesting combo of like harsh, but exactly custom made correct. You know, like for who these two people are, she's harsh, but she, um, but it cut, this is her language. Sean speaks that language. And I think he sees Mm. underneath it, the amount of vulnerability that's in it. Okay. And I, so I I feel like, yeah, some, because, so basically She's like, he's like, I'm too healthy for this. She's like, well, no, you're, you're sick. Mm-hmm. You're really sick. And like, and so the, the part that I think is especially harsh 
and how she's phrasing it is like, you're really good at fooling yourself with other stuff in your life. Like, like your, your invention is working and like the, you know, everything's going to get gonna, rich. This documentary yeah. is going to suck. I mean, she lists everything that he does. Yeah. She's basically like, you're going to fail at all of it. And you're just living in la la land. Yeah. So she's saying like, don't fool yourself. Like you're really good at fooling yourself in those ways. And please don't try to do that with this. You have to deal with it. And if you, if you can't, if you can't find it in you to do it for yourself, do it as a favor to me. And I think what makes this work, because on the surface, like if you're looking at, I guess if you're looking at the script and you're seeing what she had to deliver in writing, it's rough. It's like, do you have to insult him to get him there? But yeah, maybe. I, I think that the, the thing that we're seeing in how she's delivering this is the terror in her eyes. Mm-hmm. Like there was a fear and a vulnerability and she's like wide-eyed and about to cry for the whole thing. And Sean looking at her like that, it's like, she's saying these things that could land really harsh, but she's like, I am begging you. Like yeah. in a way that I've never seen from her ever before. So it's so interesting how she, this is a Mandy Foreman compliment, I think, that I understand this as the way Megan would speak, but I see underneath it a real love for Sean. Yeah. And and she, so before she says the harsh stuff, she does say you're sick. And then she says, look, I'm not going to pretend like I have some story about, you know, someone that I love who, you know, didn't get help and, and died. But I will tell you, I don't want to have that story. Yeah. And what he picks up out of that is you love me. Yeah. And I think that sends her into tougher love. Tougher love is needed here um, because you are spinning everything into like the rosiest possible version. That isn't even real. Um, like I, I just, I don't know. I thought this I was think a really she, scene. Yeah. I think she got scared and there's a bit of a, like a, I don't want to, it's not quite lashing out, but it's like, I'm going to be mean because I'm desperate and you have to see this. Well, and the thing is too, like, I think that I know this looks, this is manifesting in a different way than the way that Ben is out of control, but Sean is lying all the time to everybody, including himself. And he's lying himself into the grave. You know, like he's, he's not taking a situation seriously that like, if he continues to just do nothing, and pretend it's not there his outcome is certain so it's like i think i i see in this episode a couple different people trying to sort of snap other people into reality sean tries to do this with ben later mm-hmm. and i and i wonder if that's like uh and if we can thank the conversation Megan just had with Sean for Sean's ability to do that with Ben, um, 
because now Sean's having a moment of clarity. I don't know. Um, it maybe is a bit of a jump to think that, but I, I, I do feel like she's, she's like shaking him and saying you're out of control. Like, stop it. Um, well, he's, he's hiding and she yeah. has to pull him out. And, yeah. you know, before, I mean, this is a bit of a mirror of the earlier conversation they had where she said, like, will you go to the doctor as a favor to me? And he was like, no, she's like, idiot. And she leaves. And mm -hmm. here she doesn't ask. I mean, you're right. She is, she, I mean, the way she says, like, do it as a favor to me is like, she's begging him to do it. It's, yeah, it's not it's like a, a question. It's like a combination pleading and it's like a terror filled pleading. Yes. Um, yeah. And how can, how can he look at her eyes and not like process that, you know, it's, it just, it got in. Yeah. And I, I like the way you, that you're talking about the juxt juxtaposition between Ben and Felicity and Megan and Sean, because I think part of it comes down to eye contact. Mm -hmm. I mean, these two are looking right at each other. Yeah. Ben can't for a second look at Felicity. He's just looking down at the ground. He can't, he's not, he's not recognizing like her humanity and other people and, you know, that she's trying to like help or all the pain that he's causing her. But Sean has to see all of that. Yeah. He can't look away from it. It's right there. Yeah. yeah it's, it's interesting to have these two back to back and see like, this is what it looks like when communication attempt totally fails and you yeah. can't reel a person back in. And this is what it looks like when you do, when it works. Um, and we get instant gratification that this worked because the next scene we're going to get is documentary style. Sean turns the camera on himself and he is talking about having surgery tomorrow. He starts far back in the room. And as the scene progresses, he's going to get up closer and closer to, to the camera. He's really vulnerable here. And he's, he's talking about, he, he, he's scared. He's scared of what's going to happen. And at one point he even goes as far as to say, I mean, this could be one of my last Thursday nights. Yep. Yeah, um, I mean, he is. He's scared and he's detailing what they're going to do. He, it is a little funny because he's like, they're taking one of my testicles. Mm -hmm. That's 50%. Yeah. Of my testicles. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like, okay. But he, then he like very quickly goes to like, and they're taking some of my lymph nodes to see if it's spread. And he just gets kind of quiet. And he says, doctors don't tell you everything. Yeah. And he's right. He's absolutely right. And he, I think I wrote the same thing down. Like he's, he's scared and he's talking to himself. So like he's the editor, right? It's not necessarily like this is going to go on film, but it's a little bit like, I don't know, a diary or journal entry where mm -hmm. he's like, I can just be completely vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting, you know, pure uncut Sean here. And it's just, I don't know. It, like 
it really, here's a guy who's just sort of been like, it's like, how does this guy even make money? How does he, how does he live in this world? How is it? Wow. He's like impervious to everything real. And then, you know, you see this, he's, he's not, he is very much at risk and he is completely pervious, very much pervious. Well, okay. Let's go back to non-documentary. This scene kind of made me think a little bit of season one when Felicity goes over to Ben when they wake up in the morning and I was like, don't go over. He's going to wake up. It was like the worst horror movie I've ever seen. Um, And then here we do it again. You know, Elena and Finn are waking up in the morning in separate beds. They did some sort of an almost all nighter fell asleep in separate beds. But I'm also wondering, so Elena has a roommate? Who knows? Who knows? I'm like, why are there two beds in this room? I don't Uh, understand. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like Molly was in there painting Elena's toenails. So are they they roommates? We're going to have to keep an eye on this as we go through. I'm not really totally sure of the layout of this place. I know that Felicity's room is Felicity's room. Where everybody else is sleeping. I'm a little unclear. Um, so we're going to have to keep an eye, I think, as we go through this season to see like where where everybody is. Yeah, because um, here's the other thing. Finn just slept in your bed, whoever it belongs to. Yeah. So like, where are you, Could mystery it be person? Megan's? I don't know. Um, uh, hard to say. I can't uh, imagine Elena and Megan would, either of them would be alive if they were roommates. <laughs> It's like, hard to, yeah, it's hard to imagine. I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to keep watching for it. Um, so they've woken up. Uh, Elena has woken up. She goes over to Finn's bed. <laughs> Finn wakes up. Well, she sits down on the bed uh, and is staring at him. Yeah. Guys, don't, don't do it. Wakes up. Finn, Finn wakes up. Made- it was she like immediately is like, I wasn't staring at you. This, by the way, that was like one of the least realistic wake ups, you know, that like, yeah. it was like, oh, he's, he's acting. He was awake and he just <laughs> closes and he's up now. And he just like blinks his eyes open and is fully alert. And I was like, that's not a thing. Um, yeah. So, and, and then to, to, for his eyes to land directly on, oh, Elaine is sitting next to me. She's like, okay, so we're, uh, we're done with the work. Right. And he pulls her back down to sit back down next to him on the bed. And he's like, well, we're not done. She's like, but, but the project is over. (laughs) And he just, he's like, yeah, but like, and then he just kisses her and she kisses back and it's, it's a kiss. It's a kiss. And unfortunately the only thing I could think in that moment was morning breath. Yeah, that's probably not the but time for romantic. N- not if he woke up that alert. Maybe he had already <laughs> yeah. gotten up. He had done a little mouthwash in the bathroom and he, he like ran back. But to she bed. hasn't. No, she hasn't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, so then we're going to see Felicity on the phone in the in the lady's apartment. We're finding out something about Randy. Randy was hurt bad enough that the word hospital is involved here somehow. Yeah, like this was a hard scene to hear. Like literally they were talking so softly that we replayed it like three or four times and still couldn't figure out all the words. Yeah, Um, I I don't know if it really matters, to be honest. I think just the idea that Randy 
was well, was harmed I, severely. But I didn't know it was Randy. I thought she was talking about Sean. And I thought she said that he didn't stay in the hospital. And I was like, wait, Sean didn't stay in the hospital? What? No, so this, really was, confused. this was a Randy thing. Yeah, um, which they clarify a little later. But I was like, yeah, this is yeah, weird. Yeah. So then Elena's going to interrupt this and she's going to say, Finn kissed me, but I kissed him back. And it was a real kiss. Like we really, really kissed. Yeah, they kissed through morning breath. I yeah. mean, that's passion for you. And Felicity honestly doesn't even really engage with that conversation. She's just still so focused on the conversation she just was having on the phone where she just looks at Elena. She's like, uh, Ben beat up Randy badly. Well, what she, she said, she turns to Elena and she says, Ben beat up Randy. They think he has a concussion. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 bad. it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting that part. And then we're going to get an important conversation between Ben and Sean, a, a conversation Ben really needed to hear. I, um, I really love this scene. I, I sort of love this scene. I think it's an important scene, but unfortunately it brings up another cultural reference for me that is irrelevant and I can't unhear it. Um, oh. So Sean so Sean wants to give Ben a pen that's important to Sean. It's his grandfather's pen. And it's like him. It's it's like without having a will uh, written up. Yeah. It's like, what things do I want to go to what people? Yeah, and he's starting to give away his stuff. But before he does, Ben is just like, no more interviews. Yeah. For the second time, he has rejected an interview that but, he has not been asked to have. Well, and I think the thing is, like, Sean pulls Ben into an increasingly more serious place as this conversation goes, because Sean's trying to give Ben this pen and Ben's like, I don't, I don't really want your pen. You know, like, I don't, don't give me your pen. It's like not. And he's like kind of smiling it off and, and Sean's saying, wait, 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 like, no, this is a really one of the most important things I own. I want you to have it just in case. Ben's like, no, you're not going to die. I mean, it's gonna even Sean's like, I could. And he's like, I, I do, could. And someday I will. And when I do, I want you to have this pen. Yeah. And Ben is clearly starting to freak out here. Um, but he also doesn't know what to say. So in a very Ben way, he's like, okay, thanks. Yeah. Well, but <laughs> Sean, like, oh, ben. Sean also has to like reassure him. He's like, okay, look, if I live, you can give me the pen back. Okay. And yeah. I feel kind of bad for Sean here, like in addition to everything else, you know, when you're scared like this and you aren't, um, you aren't hiding and pushing it down, you want people that you can talk to about being scared, right? Which is not bad. Which is not Ben. Ben is just like, nope, not going to happen. I mean, he's like where Sean was. And Sean's like, okay, look. He's sort of in like a denial of his own here. Or he's in a like a, yeah. he's, he's also just, even if he weren't in denial, I don't know if he's able to tap into this, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's just a lot. And then Sean has like a teachable moment with Ben where <laughs> he's like, you, you should go to that exhibit. And Ben's like, nope, not doing it. He's like, Ben? <laughs> I have cancer and I now have perspective 
And I'm mm-hmm. telling you, I see things differently. Ben's like, why do you see me differently? I see He's my like, yeah. friends differently. Yeah. And he, Sean says, look, you're out of control, man. Ben says, look, the guy, the guy deserved to be hit. Sean says, give me back my pen. <laughs> <laughs> so, and gives the pen back to Sean. Like you, do, it's, it's like a, you don't deserve this pen sort of moment. And then now Sean has possession of the pen again. And he's like, look, don't take your anger out on Felicity. You're an angry guy. Okay. Yeah, it's And it's unrelated to her. You've got yeah. all this anger. It's not related to Felicity. Yeah. And you're taking it out on her. Yeah. And if you're going to let this one drunken night ruin you guys, you don't deserve her. Yeah. And he's saying, look, we're both in trouble here. I'm asking for help. You know? Yeah. Like, he's like, I, I want to hide too. But look, I'm not pushing people away. So he's got, he's got like these points, you know, he's like, look, you are out of control. There is a bad situation. You can't handle it. You're angry. It's not about Felicity. You're hurting her. If you're going to let this mess you up, you don't deserve her. Yeah. And, and I feel you like we're, we're both going through stuff, but I'm doing it the right way by surrounding myself with people and you know, just as a little enticement, it's a good pen. I feel like when he's, when he says again, take the pen, it's like, this now comes with <laughs> like a yeah. stipulation, like yes. take it if you're ready to be deserving of it. Um, yeah. And then Ben does take it. So here's the thing. Have you ever seen the movie say anything? Uh, with the boom box? Yeah. Yes. There's a whole thing about I gave her my heart. She gave me a pen. Uh, <laughs> gave me a pen. Uh, and then the pen comes into play later. Like, take this pen, write to me. It's like, okay, I'm not going to sit here and spoil the entire Say Anything movie for you. But if you've seen, if you haven't seen Say Anything, please go watch it. It's a delightful 80s movie with John yes. Cusack and Ioni Sky. Amazing. And if you have seen it, just try to watch this scene without thinking of John Cusack going, I gave her my heart and she gave me a pen. I just can't, guys. That's so funny. It's supposed to be a really important scene, and it is a really important scene. I understand that. I can grasp that. I'm here for it. Sean needed to say this. Ben needed to hear it. But also John Cusack and Ioni Skye, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What are we going to do about you guys? I mean, um, I'm just going to just love you. I just okay. am going to love you. I feel like that's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jane just the and way Noel. You are. Jane and Noel. Some, for some reason, Noel's back. And or Jane's as I've room. written down, Noel and Tyra, since I don't know her name. Yeah, she's Jane. Okay. Uh, Noel's back to fix her computer. Maybe. I don't know. He just keeps going back. So is he fixing, <laughs> what is he doing with her computer? Um, he is tongue-tied. That we know. But, oh my God, the song. I love the song. So okay. good. All right. Uh, I wasn't really, I didn't notice. It was um, like a 90s R&B song. It's amazing. Okay. Fair enough. So we're going to learn some, you know, Jane's got, Jane's a real, Jane's got a lot of personality. Jane's got a lot of cool stuff happening. Yeah. Jane reveals herself to be a dance major and he's like, but wait a minute. 
then why are you taking a class on integrated polynomials? She's like, as an elective, he says, but why? <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's like, Jane is kind of interesting. Um, yeah. We're going to learn more about Jane. We're going to continue to get lots of interesting things about Jane. Oh, so this wasn't like a one-off. No. Tyra Banks is going to continue to. Yes. And Noel is going to continue yes. to be. Okay. <laughs> All right. I have such a strong reaction to this. Because he was already, I mean, he's already like way up the creep. If creep creepometer had a problem with Felicity's stalker stuff at the beginning <laughs> of season one, caveat, spoiler alert, warning. Wow. Oh my goodness, Noel. All right. You should so, know better than being this much of a creep. Anyway. We've gone from Felicity to Ben to Noel. Yeah, maybe it's contagious. It's somehow the creepiest version of it when it's Noel. Like, I feel. Now, you're going to get to watch this play out, Fish. Maybe yeah. you'll feel differently. I'm just saying, I can't make any... Like, there's... With Felicity, it's creepy, but it's also, like, you, you kind of... It's like, she's new to this. Like, you can find some... Like, she doesn't know how to be social. She, it's, it's creepy, but it's like... But then she's also going to New York to be away from her fan. Like you can, you can make some rationalizations around it that I cannot make for Noel. So I'm like, oh, he I mean, just Noel, should know better. I mean, Noel is. I, I mean, I don't know how far he's going to go. I, you could be completely right. He may totally, like, just wipe out of the water. I held Ben's blood in my hands and then followed him across the country. But like at least in this scene, completely creepy. Absolutely correct. Um, I feel like, you know, he's tr he's trying to be a little flirty, and she again has hard, hard friend zoned him the second she saw him. Yeah. And and it's like again, she's very as you said, open, friendly, touchy, feely, like no personal space kind of person. But yeah. in a like you are asexual to me yeah she um, even feels comfortable enough she goes into the bathroom to change but she's not out of she doesn't close, she doesn't close like, the door she doesn't close the door she just isn't even thinking about noel yeah. in any sort of way noel meanwhile is again just all the googly eyes and he spills his drink he's creeping he's being he's being a lurker well, um, he spills his drink because as she's taking her bra off, he's standing up trying to see her. Yeah, it's not good. It's not. I mean, and, it's and not awesome. Way, spilling a drink on the computer he's trying to fix. So he's, yeah. why is he even in her room for a second time? I don't know. Now he's probably going to need to go a third time because he just spilled a drink all over her computer. He definitely mess. will. We see it later. Yeah. Um, but like, here's the thing. Okay. On the one hand, you are completely correct. He comes off as super creepy here. On the other hand, let me just just give just say something on Noel's behalf. Okay. How many people would not try to see Tyra Banks if she was naked right near you? Yeah, okay. Fair I mean enough. I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, uh, it's Tyra Banks. It is. Um, I just. But he, but he plays it creepy, which 
to me just says Scott Foley there's, knows there's, how to act. There's also no other way to for that. Like if he also saw the next script or whatever the next time is, we're going to see him with this. Um, you can't not play this creepy and have that other stuff make sense. So he had to lean into the creepiness right away. Yeah. Um, like, I think it's all the like, not only was he doing it, but he was so badly doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it creepier. It's like, uh, I don't know. Plus yeah. he's married. I mean, he's still married. Let's all remember that. He's married to Dorito girls creeping on Tyra Banks. Like, who is this guy? I don't know what, I don't know what has become of him. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's head to the art exhibit, shall we? Um, so we're seeing Felicity is walking with Molly and Elena and they're all just sort of flanking her and Richard's there not mm-hmm. being that helpful, but trying mm-hmm. to be, he's like, Oh, what are these red dots that everybody has except for you? Oh, it's your, your art. Your hat it hasn't sold yet. <laughs> and then this is like, thanks Richard. And he's like, no, I'm sure these people don't have taste. So you'll sell no problem. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> it made sense in his head, but I, it did. Like, he needed an extra second yeah. to just remember to not open his mouth. I see where he was trying to go, <laughs> but it just didn't land right. And then we're yeah. going to see that Sean and yeah. Megan are there. And we're going to see that Tracy. Everybody's Elena. there. Everybody's Everybody, there. Everybody's there. It's so nice. I, I'll throw my note from an optimist in here now, oh, even good. though I think I could easily do it in the hospital scene too. But let's not. Let's, let's I, do it here. I just, uh, in this episode, although there's some shady stuff happening, the amount of support we're seeing in this friend group was so special to me. And I think there are a lot of people here who really need a little love from their friends and they get it when they ask. And Mm -hmm. uh, just to see the way they're showing up for each other. I mean, to see everybody rallying, everybody rallying to come to Felicity's exhibit, to see people rallying to go to Sean's Your Healthy Dinner, to see them rallying around him in the hospital when they find out he's not and he's just had surgery, to see the way Tracy shows up for Sean uh, a pairing that we really haven't gotten before. Yeah. And Tracy is all the way there for Sean. And I just, and, and, you know, as much as you hate Molly, everybody's like all these people who have just met her, they're confiding their biggest things to her one-on-one. And I just, note how she's not reciprocating though. Right. And I guess that does line up, but um hmm. I, I don't know if the writers know that. <laughs> like, oh, I'm okay. not sure the writers know that that was smart, but it was smart. Um, okay. Okay. Just There's just so much love here. And I just, I like the idea that they've built a group with these bonds that are so strong that no matter what's going on, even if there's tension, they'll still be there for each other. And yeah. I just really felt it here. I, I loved that so many different times we're seeing it. We're seeing it one-on-one, but we're also seeing just these like big set piece group gatherings where just felt like we're going to be here for you, of course, because where else would we be when you need us? Um, It's nice. Yeah. I like that. So like Felicity's going to show up for Sean, even (laughs) though it's going to be awkward with Ben. Yeah. And Tracy is going to show up for Sean, even though he doesn't really know him. Like, you know, it's, it's like, you know, there, there's like this, 
feeling of if you love someone I love, then I love you. Yeah. I don't know if I've really noticed it as much until this episode, but here it's like undeniable. Um, People just making these decisions to be there for each other or put, put the awkward stuff on a shelf Mm. to be there in an important moment. Even if you're going to take it off the shelf later, like you need me now. I'm here for you now. Like that's here we are. Like, this is a thing. I don't know. Really yeah. cool. They they had to work really hard to create that level of depth between so many characters. And I, I think it's especially cool to see the Sean and Tracy conversation because it's like, wow, yes. that's just to see that, like, doesn't always have to be that you just go to this one person or these two people. Like, you mm-hmm. just have access to this whole network of support if you just reach out for it. Yeah. So I like that. But love and unlove. But actually, let's get to the Sean Tracy scene. So Tracy's in the middle well, of trying to thank Elena. So for- <laughs> I, I do want to say Tracy comes up and gives Elena a kiss. Yeah. And she like jumps out of her skin. Yeah. There's weirdness here. There was a moment. She's, and I was he's going like, to thank her for doing that project. And it's like, uh, yeah, well, she did don't, something. Don't thank um, me for that. And then Sean's going to say your favorite line. Hey, can I talk to you for a sec, Tracy? Um, <laughs> Tracy's going to come up and interrupt this conversation, which is weird, right? Because Sean and Tracy don't have a relationship that we've ever seen formed before. But Tracy, nope. Sean wants to talk now, like right well, now. And Sean <laughs> knows that Tracy is, you know, uh, religious. Yeah. And it seems like he may be the only one in the group. So... You know, I, I guess know it would make of, sense yeah. for he that he would go to her, him. Yeah. So Sean is going to pull Tracy aside. He's like, no, it's a serious conversation. And so Tracy approaches it with that serious level. And Sean's like, talk to me about God. Look, I'm Jewish. And I don't I don't really know how this God thing works. Like it is God. How do I talk to him? Will he save me? Like, what do I yeah, Sean. Sean wants a miracle. He needs a miracle. Yeah, but he hasn't really been the best Jew. Yeah, and he'd like to get Tracy's thoughts on how to engage with the Lord. I think that Tracy is incredibly open to this conversation, and not like I'm not. He wasn't trying to convert Sean. He would. He just opened up to that conversation and was extremely reassuring. I feel like he said everything Sean needed to hear without yep. knowing what Sean needed to hear. Um, Some people called that, you know, divine intervention. Mm-hmm. I think, it, you know, Tra- Tracy, a few things that really stuck out with me is Tracy's like, you, it's all about faith. I have faith that you're going to get through this. And it's not about you finding God because God's already found you. And I think he just says some things here that um, they land for Sean. Yeah, it's so Sean is coming to him saying, I need something from like the all powerful Lord. And I have not been real great. Right. Mm -hmm. And Tracy's response is it's not about that. It's about grace mm-hmm. and mercy. And, you know, that comes from God. 
And there's a reason this is happening. And yes, it's about faith. And if you make it through this and you know I have faith you will, maybe you don't have to find God because he's already found you. And the way that he puts this, because I think you spoiled me on this a while ago, like it completely makes sense that after this, Sean would, you know, start to lean into his, you know, Jewish heritage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the timing of guessing this, this is. Get, yeah, yeah, it's going to be short in short order that we get Sean learning to have about Judaism. Seder. We're going to get. We're going to get know, all kinds all of that stuff. stuff. All right. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely a crisis moment for him and Tracy. Tracy says the things that Sean yeah. needed to hear that, that are going to comfort him in that moment. Um, and that, I mean, personally, I think are true. You know, it's, it's just, it's not about, you know, I don't know, not having flaws. Right. Yeah. It's like, all the good things come from God. Like they're already there. You mm-hmm. know, you didn't have to do anything. In fact, you couldn't do anything to deserve it. Mm-hmm. It's there for you. Yeah. It is his grace and mercy. Like that's all that's all there is. He's found you. Like you need to like I don't want to say do nothing in this, but like again, there's there's no way to deserve a miracle. Yeah. It's just, there's a reason for this and it's, and whatever it is, it's good. And that's what you have faith in. Yeah. And yeah, I can't imagine like a, a more comforting and like powerful message than like the almighty has got you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it works for Sean anyway. Right. So I think, we're going to get a little bit more with Felicity here. She's going to be meeting some muckamucks, um, Professor Morton. Oh, no, no, no. We can't skip over this part. <laughs> oh, we didn't. We have mentioned it, but she's she's mentioning that she's sad that Ben and her are in a weird place. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So okay. from there, um, Felicity is going to be introduced to some muckamucks, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some people that Professor Morton wants her to meet. And we see that Ben is there. Mm-hmm. sees that she's having important conversations, chooses not to engage and distract her from them. And actually Felicity doesn't even know he was there. Really? I thought she was distracted by Ben. Like she kind of looks around the people and like, I thought made like light a line of uh, sight to him. I thought that when she looked back, he was gone. Hmm. So that that's up for debate. Um, she whether may or she may not have not. seen him, but if yeah. she did, she didn't go running after him. So good on her. Which is what makes me think that she didn't know he was there. Um, <laughs> so that's so sad. Um, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> so we're going to see Sean waking up at the hospital. Some time has elapsed. Uh, so probably most of a day. Yes. And he it's post-surgery. Megan, we first see Megan in the room. She gives him a little kiss, but then we kind of start 
opening up the frame and we see that more of them are there. We see that all of them are there. We're going to see Richard and Noel. Richard bought him replacement nuts, which is a <laughs> bag of peanuts. Um, Sean's trying to laugh and it's hurting. But yeah. everybody's everybody is there. Every yeah. single person. And Ben and Felicity are standing next to each other. Even freaking Molly. <laughs> They're all there because why wouldn't Molly be there? Anyway, so now it's night. I don't know what's happening here. Richard and Molly are walking somewhere. I just, what is, what is time? What is time? I don't know. <laughs> Richard and Molly are walking somewhere to do something at night. And Richard is saying how, you know, hospitals just sort of being in the hospital kind of puts things in perspective. You know, there's stuff that isn't really that important that they fixate on, but, you know, hospitals put life in perspective molly kisses richard she just she just leans on in (laughs) well she she looks at him and she's like he's selling this whole thing about like it's putting it all in perspective and she just looks at him she's like have you really never been kissed and he's like no um yeah and then yeah she just leans in and kisses him and it's like that's his first kiss yeah I mean, I don't know if this is the best to ask. Yeah. Uh, maybe he didn't want it ruined by someone who doesn't want to be with him because she kisses him. And then she's like, this is weird. But yeah. This isn't going anywhere. We're just friends. It's sort of like a, now you've kissed a girl pressures off sort of thing. Um, yeah. But again, try asking. Yeah. I th- that would have been nice, but he does. He seems fine with it in terms of he like, does. he's kind of legless at that point, but yeah. Um, she, but she does reiterate, like, we're friends but one day maybe you'll find a girl that'll make you very happy and you know now you've now you know what it's like to kiss somebody so there's that um it but actually I think, looked like a pretty good kiss i mean compared to some of the ones that we've seen morning breath um yeah. it was it was nice it was sweet yeah what is molly i don't i just don't even um we're gonna she's a kisser of richard's she's a hugger of felicity's she is a toenail painter of elena's but we she are going a... to let's see within within three episodes we are going to have a very different understanding of molly hmm. and I it doesn't maintain it doesn't that she's start... the drug addict yeah, it doesn't start in three episodes, so I'm trying to decide when it starts. But um, who is this? Anyway, so... Uh... <laughs> I mean, I do think one of the reasons I feel so uncomfortable about her is because it feels like she's creeping around. It's like we don't know anything about her. And she never shares anything about herself. So she's just like sitting around the apartment, listening in on Felicity's things, like listening to Elena, like hugging Felicity and like, who, like, again, I agree. Who is she? I know nothing about her. But the stuff that they've given us so far isn't, I think, going to match with some of the stuff we see later, but we'll see. I don't know. Maybe I've been building this up all this time and it will make sense, but we'll just have to see where this goes because (laughs) I just... I feel I maintain that I think as of this episode, they still don't know who she is. Um, I certainly don't. Yeah. So. All right. We're going to get back to Elena and Finn. Elena, 
shows up at the door. Once again, good job, Elena, for saying the right thing. Right. But doing the wrong one. Um, Elena's like, no more of this. Can't do this again. Can't hook up again. And then they do. No kissing. And Finn's like, right. No kissing. And then she goes in his room and the door closes. Yeah. So this is not going to end well. So I'm hoping... Well, I don't know how this isn't the end of Tracy. I was hoping until you just said that that this <laughs> this uh, wasn't going to be the end of Tracy. But I I don't know how that's this isn't the end not. of Tracy. We're seeing a lot more of Tracy. Okay. Yeah. They just did this, you know. So I don't know. Okay. Um, all right, we're gonna get back to the loft. We've got Megan and Felicity and Ben arriving back at the loft, probably from the hospital. Um, Megan lays down one rule. I am not taking Sean to the bathroom. Ben, that's your job. Megan leaves. Well, and Ben's like, nah, but in all fairness of like, who can help Sean to the bathroom? It it is probably going to have to be Ben. Yeah. Sean's a, a large man and Megan is not a large woman. Yeah. So now Felicity and Ben are still at the loft and this is a little weird. Like, so Ben is like, can we, can things just be how they were? Can I just, can we just get back to how things were? And Felicity says, well, can you believe me? And Ben can't answer. She says, he says, I want things to go back to the way they were. Mm -hmm. And she says, me too. Can't you just believe me? Yeah. So, if he can't answer that, like, I, why did he, why is he starting this conversation? Like, I don't, I don't really know. Um, what he should be given the fact that he's just bought her painting and it's sitting in the other room waiting and he actually is ready to forgive. He likes grand gestures. I guess so. I don't know. This is the answer here was, yeah, I believe it's fine. We're fine. That was not as like climactic as the moment that we No, got. it wasn't. But what is his silence here? It makes no sense to me. It's like, I, I just. I, it's holding I off want for things the grand gesture. Okay. Are we good? <laughs> silence. Why did you start this conversation, Benjamin? Anyway, Felicity goes to Ben's room to get her bag and blam, there it is. He had bought her picture. Yeah, of Matthew Reese. Yeah, which is lovely. And so she's really touched. I mean, it's really a significant thing to do. Somebody, she would have had a red dot on her painting, on her she picture. Did. You know? She did. She did. Someone with no tape. I mean. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, you know, when you see other people getting that validation and then she got it, you know, she didn't know who. And then it's Ben. And like he bought the first piece that she ever sold. And And what I love about this is he didn't buy it to like make her feel good. Mm -hmm. Right. He said that it reminds me of me just like running into walls and being an idiot. And I really love this piece of art. Yeah, like it spoke to him. He's like, I don't even know. Maybe you thought of me while you were me. I don't know. It's yeah. just the right piece for my room. Yeah. Um, and then he says to her, look, you're like the only person I can trust. And I need that. Yeah. 
And, and then they have this great song going on in the background that some of the lyrics I just jotted down were like, show me grace more than I have to give more than I deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I don't know. I thought it was, it's a beautiful scene that never should have happened because again, run away. Yeah. This man has not shown you in any way, shape or form that he has changed. Like he has gone to no counseling sessions. He has not admitted to having an anger problem. All he wants to do is turn back time again. He, he wants to give you another freaking canister and like, just pretend everything didn't happen. Guess what? It happened. It happened in season one. He managed not to punch anyone in season two. It's happening again in season three. Guess what a pattern is? Please look that up in the dictionary. Yeah. I'm going to evoke our, I want you to say something. (laughs) I want you to say something positive about this encounter with Ben and Felicity. Go. The encounter. Oh, I mean, I already like, I think it's a beautiful scene. Like, I think it was very romantic and I loved, as I said, I loved that he, he didn't just buy it to buy it, like to, you know, give her a sale that he actually talked about what it meant to him and that he loves the art and like, she's someone he needs because guess what? He doesn't have anyone else. I love the song that was playing in the back. Like I love the scene. I, I just worry. Like I, I worry for Felicity. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, especially if she's the only person that he's got. Yeah. Like which she is, which she is, and I mean, there is something beautiful well, about that. Well, I guess that. sort of Sean. Well, not really. Eh. Not really Sean. I mean, he's got his own stuff right now. Plus, he has Megan. Yeah, um, Sean. Sean has been there for Sean. some things, but not other things. Yeah. So all right, but like I. I got swept up in this and forgot about the whole like runaway Felicity thing because it was such a beautiful scene. Yeah. Okay. But it's, I'm now reminded that she should run away. Well, okay. And speaking of running away, so Jane and Noel, Noel mm-hmm. is back in Jane's room. Guess what else is back? The, the... orange Apple laptop yeah. that we yeah. have now seen three times. It is owned by Natalie. It is owned by, who is the second person? Jason. Oh, Jason. And now it is owned by Tyra slash Jane. Yes. So Jane and Noel are sitting side by side. He's working on her computer, but she has to check her password first. And she leans Mm. over and reaches Mm. into the book of passwords. And I just can't. Noel, do not smell her. All I was thinking was don't smell her. And he smells her. Yeah, but it gets worse, Fish. I mean, uh, so she gets uh, up to take a call. Yeah, it's not good. And he uses this as an opportunity to look in the book of passwords. And mm-hmm. he just takes mental note of however many, I don't know, a, a particular password or however many he wants to remember. So there's that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we're going to now close out with a little sequence here. Where Felicity yeah. and Ben are in the loft, they've made up. Felicity's making some food, but Ben has to go to the store to get some stuff and some ice cream and whatever. 
The second he walked outside alone, I knew this was yeah. not going to end well. You can clearly see Randy and other people. You know they're his brothers. I hadn't even seen them, like, at first. I was mm -hmm. like, he's. J I was just like, he's alone. Yeah. And it's night. And this can't. This is not going to end well. Yeah, it does. It doesn't. It's a. It is a beatdown that we don't see the end of. I think it was an interesting choice to just sort of like fade to black with the sound of punching. Yeah. Um, I mean, it definitely. I mean, he's got choice. what like four, at least four guys. Looks like that. Yeah. And Randy is just standing and watching. Yeah, he's just sort of like the he's he's the one who's given it the go ahead. Um, well, but he's probably also still hurt from you know the concussion yeah so the other guys are i mean they take him down fast it looks way worse than last time yeah and i, I think it is the sound effects yeah that, that's just it was a powerful choice they didn't have any music in the background they just it, it was just like you see the dark street screen goes to black and you're just hearing the sound of ben being punched um yeah. And these guys just wailing on him. So it's, uh, you know, it's not scary. Good. It's not, it good. is really scary. Well, fish, it is time mm. for our, you're the worst segment. Who of all the many options that you probably had here, <laughs> who did you pick? Well, I don't think it's going to be a surprise to anyone. Molly, you, no, I'm kidding. Um, oh gosh. <laughs> Just kidding. She's not the worst. Um, I mean, she might be. I don't know who she is. But as far as I know, we're just going to have to go there. All right. Ben, you're the worst. And I'm not saying this to make you feel bad, because I doubt there's anyone who hates you more than you hate yourself right now. But Sean's right. You're in trouble and you need help, professional help. Your anger is out of control and misplaced. Yes, your home life sucked growing up and it will probably affect you the rest of your life. Well, that is if you make it to the next episode, which let's admit you will because you're already contracted for the rest of the season. But this is not going to be the quickest beat down on the cleanest street. They could kill you, and you could have killed Randy. Which brings me to my main point, one that I have stressed over and over and over to your girlfriend. Actions have consequences. Why Felicity hasn't kicked you to the curb yet, I don't know. I guess you'll just have to thank God she hasn't and pray that she sticks with you until you start thinking more and punching less. At some point, it can't be your parents' fault. You have to take responsibility for being the man you are. And you can either change or not. You can get help or not. It's up to you and it's on you. You have an anger problem and until you get it under control, I'm afraid in my book, you're going to remain the worst. All right, Ben, you're the worst. 
That's that. He's yep. racking up some You're the Worst awards here this season. I mean, he's he's not being great, although I'm I'm hearing that Noel may be catching up. I mean, it's different, but darn. Yes, There's I mean no we excuse. we do have we we have in the past had different different feelings of the relative worstness of Noel's issues <laughs> versus no. Ben's. Noel's gonna cross lines. He's gonna cross lines. <laughs> no, no. I, and I think he crossed lines too before. Yeah. I remember like all of season one. Um, but like, I'd, you know, there, there are lines and then there are putting a guy in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, fish, it's time for our favorite segment. Yay. After you listen to this tape, you have to erase it. Erase it. So we've got some listener feedback here. Uh, specifically, there's there's one that is a little bit long, longer, but it addresses some things we've been asking. So here we go. At Insta.Mickey says, so Amy Jo asking to leave was kind of a relief for us not Julie loving fans. And you guys are right. The storyline for her on season three would have been pretty good and full of possibilities for the writers to develop. But that never happened. So I was not someone that did a fanfic about this plot for the reason mentioned above. Poor Julie Emmerich. And yes, the similar plot from Grey's Anatomy was that Meredith's father needed a liver transplant. Yes. And Meredith was a match. Spoiler. Tune out for the next 10 seconds if you haven't seen the show. It was pretty early in Grey's Anatomy. um, So she says, but because he was a terrible father, she didn't want to donate. So her half-sister, Lexi, begged. And then at the end, she donated. Season six, I think. Okay. Yeah, I remember Lexi. All right. The other end. I'm so glad that Fish genuinely just didn't like Molly. Yeah, she sounds kind of fake at the beginning, right? And she is the source of some stuff that happens, even in the next episode and on other plots, I mean. That was insta.mickey. I appreciate your effort to be as spoiler-free as possible in your explanation (laughs) of Molly. That was delightful. And in other stuff. <laughs> Quick, fish, plug your I, ears. The thing is, I know what she means. And anybody <laughs> who's like really knows the Molly stuff knows exactly what she means. Um, so enough said, Instadot Mickey. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. I um, No, I honestly appreciate it because, uh, look, I like to be surprised. And also it gives Melissa a lot of joy to, one, string me along. And also, two, to like see when it actually lands for me. Yeah. She's like, oh, now you know it's a surprise party. I don't even party. know how to spoil the stuff for Molly for you because it's coming out, it comes out of nowhere. So like it's Molly like, did? yeah, like the this, this, the storylines for Molly is just like, oh, okay. Like it's not related to like anything we saw in this episode, which is fine. That's fine. Uh, I'm not, it's fine. I'm okay. Um, <laughs> but yes. Yeah. So. I just want to, I want to, um, just highlight or underline something that Insta.Mickey said, which is she may not have liked Julie, but we all love Amy Jo. Yeah. So like, you know, it's like poor character, Julie Emmerich, but like, we love you, Amy Jo. We're sorry that this happened. I had no idea. 
No idea. Um, I agree. I third that sentiment. So yeah, there's that. But Fish, it's time for us to rate this episode after all we've had to say about it. And um, I don't know. Did you want to jump in first on that? Um, I can. Okay. Um, I, I rate in gloves, as always. And I, despite there being a lot of things that were disturbing in this episode and it, you know, Richard brings the levity with all of his huffiness. Um, I just thought so many of the scenes were powerful. Um, Mm -hmm. We got to see things from Sean that I never would have expected um, these like deep moments of introspection. We get to see things from Megan that, you know, I, I wouldn't have expected. Um, the stuff with Ben is rough, but it's also the character they have given us, you know, and he's, he's gonna have to deal. The only thing that I am really not loving is Felicity just in no way, again, registering that there may be like danger to her. She just keeps saying, oh, like, I guess it's all fine. Like, I, I want to go back to the way things were. Well, he, I, like, I don't know what to do with that when he's given a guy a concussion, put him in the hospital, punched a lamp, like, and this is like not the first, second, third, you know, time. This happened. Like, I just, I, this kind of naivete is disturbing to me. Um, And of course, I don't like Molly, but, you know, whatever. So, I mean, I, I actually really like this episode. So, I am going to give this one a nine. My goodness. I, I really like this one. And I really liked your, your note from an optimist and the stuff with Tracy and Sean. And yeah, I just, all in all, I I think this was a really good one. Yeah. I will also just uh, reassure you lightly that like, even in the next episode, I think you might feel just a touch better about where Felicity is with things. Uh, Just a touch but she doesn't run away, but she walks slowly. No, I think some of the things that you just said will be she directly addressed. Takes the a self-defense course. She starts wearing mace around her neck. No, maybe I like said no, none of those things slightly. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So I am choosing to rate this one in the unit of first kisses. Oh, sweet. Could have been a lot of things, but that's where I went yeah. with this one. Is that this first kiss like consensual first kisses or non-consensual first I'm just kisses. going first kisses i just kept it this way all of them um, all of them okay all first kisses got it so i went with 7.7 out of 10 first kisses for this one i also agree that this was stronger than at least the past couple episodes for me um i think it gets a, a bump because i just do love the coverage they've done with sean here 
I, I agree that there are lots of really powerful scenes that are happening, which I appreciate. Uh, is this an episode that I'd write home about? Not really. You know, like I, I, um, it's an episode that I would want to rewatch. Um, and, and I feel like, you know, there have been a couple that it's like, ah, oh yeah, that one, when we got to the rewatch, uh, do I feel like it's, it's, you know, in my eights or nines, I don't compared to some of the stuff we've seen in season one and season two with that, um, or even the first episode of the season. So I think it's, it's stronger. I like the direction it's headed and there are more storylines that make sense to me here um, overall in the big picture of things. And yeah, 7.7 out of 10. But audience, tell us what you think. We'd love to hear it. You know, if you have any feedback that you want to share, your own rating perhaps, or Felicity fan art even, feel free to write to us at themelissafish at gmail.com. That's Melissa with one L, two S's themelissafish at gmail.com. You can also find all kinds of cool people who are talking about this show, Felicity, on our Instagram at Felicity Podcast. And then if you want to know when we drop a new episode of the podcast, we send out a newsletter whenever we do. So you can sign up for that by wherever you're listening to this podcast. Go check your show notes and there's a link in there to sign up for our MailChimp newsletter. And then if while you're in there, you have an opportunity to rate or review our podcast go ahead and do it because it helps more people discover this great felicity long form content so those are some housekeeping items there fish the next episode is going to be called kissing mr covington what do you Hmm. think that one's about i mean huh Felicity and Ben kiss. Um, do I think, I mean, there hasn't been anyone else that he would kiss. And the other Mr. Covington is like back home, hopefully back in AA. Um, so that's a weird one. You know what I think happens? I think John Ritter comes back. And I think that. Ruby comes back with her baby and he kisses her baby on its head. My God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that was delightful. Honestly, yeah. this is like the one that I most wanted to ask you about. Just the title? Yeah, of all of them. Like, this is it. So can't can't wait to watch that one. Kissing Mr. Covington. Yeah, I, I feel times. like it's a take on something. Like kissing. Like teaching Mrs. Tingle. I uh, can't say I've ever heard of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a kissing something, a kissing Mr. Something, but I feel like it's not Ben. I feel like his dad comes back because we don't refer to Ben as Mr. Covington. We refer to his dad as Mr. Covington. I just don't know who's kissing him. My God. Okay. Well, why? Wow. Well, there you have it, listeners. I know you're squealing. I know you're squealing. While you're listening to this on your own. His dad probably comes back because his son just got the crap beat out of him. And he's in the hospital. I mean, I would think your parents would come back for that if they know about it. Yeah. Well, that was was lovely. So uh, (laughs) I'm excited about this. Looking forward to it. Um, 
But anything right. else we need to cover for this one, Fish? I don't think so. I'm just, uh, I mean, we made it. We made it. I, I have been quite tired today. I already hosted a book club. So um, I'm just happy that in particular, I made it. I had no worries that you would make it. Uh-huh. Well, we did it. We both did it. We did it together. It was awesome. And until next time, fish, don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. I'm a fish. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.